Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Today on the Everyday Mindfulness Show, we are going to have some fun with a woman entrepreneur who is making a great difference in the world with her vision, her passion, and her enthusiasm. I am so excited to introduce you to Doris Schackenhofer, who is a business mentor. She is a facilitator. But as we were getting to know each other a little bit, she shared with something that I think our listeners will find really fun. She is the first woman ever featured from Europe, right? From Europe on woman entrepreneur.co. We are so excited, Doris, for your yes to coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. You know, it's so fun doing the show, and the more shows we do, the greater our reach becomes. Um, you're coming at us from Vienna, Austria, and so, you know, I often make the assumption that English is, is our guest's first language, and that is wrong, and this is actually my second show recording today that English was not their first language, and I love the vulnerability, the authenticity, and the fun of connecting to men and women, but especially women around the world as we are navigating a world of interesting, a world that says there's rules, but are there really? And where do we find rebellion and where do we utilize all this cool change right now to create something good? And as you you know, um, we start every show by asking a question, what does mindfulness mean to you? And when I was working with, with your team, they said, you know, this is kind of a new concept, and it may not work totally with the German English language. So I wanted to save that as a special conversation that we could have so our listeners can understand that really, truly, there's no one way to do mindfulness, and it transcends geography and language. So I'm going to throw out my general concept of mindfulness, and then let's just, just chat about it, because this is, this is what mindfulness is about. So for me, Doris, I say mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment with non-judgment. That's based on the work of a, a researcher named John Kabat-Zinn. So does that help you think about what mindfulness might mean for you? You're a mom, you've got your business, you're a multitasker yourself. Yes, I love that, what you said, because when I hear mindfulness, what really sticks out for me is the mind. And something that I invite my clients to is to leave the mind uh, aside when we work with each other and really t dive into intuition and into being present and into your knowing. So 
Therefore, it's like mindfulness. What is it really for me? <laughs> and when you said being present in a moment with no judgment, that's so beautiful. And um, this is what uh, it just touched me because this is what I invite people to, to explore for themselves and have for themselves. And a lot of people also say, what's being present? It is being in the moment with no judgment. And that's so beautiful. I would totally agree to that and say, yes. <laughs> so, so you gotta, you gotta summarize that for me in German because you promised me some German. How would you say that in German? Plus or minus. Uh, so what, uh, what I would invite people is uh, to uh, das Gehirn wegzuschmeißen, you know, to uh, throw your mind away for the time of your session, für die Zeit unserer Sitzung, schmeiß dein Gehirn weg <laughs> und sei präsent ohne Bewertung. Well, that's what's so fun about doing this work is we do live in a world that can often be full of constant distractions and we're getting pulled in one way or the other. And, you know, while we're loving our technology and, and really connecting through it, I think there's also a place to say, well, that's interesting. Am I running my technology or is my technology running me? And that really guides how I, how I live my life. Did you know that the airplane mode on your phone works even when you're not on an airplane? Yes, I use it a lot. <laughs> and mindful people do, or people practicing mindfulness. We have to find that place. And I, and I love how you use that word, word intuition. Um, how did you come to know your own intuition and how do you teach intuition to others? Oh, it's by, by asking them questions because we all know. And, um, you know, you can say, I have my knowing, I have my intuition. And it's this really first, first, first millisecond that you have. This is your knowing. This is your intuition. But what we learn is that people say to us, but have you thought about it? Did you really calculate it? Did you go through it? Uh, it's, it's somehow a wrongness if you allow yourself to really trust yourself and go with what you know and be like, trust your intuition. And this is what I invite people to, to what do you know here? And what was the first thing that came up for you? And then people would say like this, and then you can see how they go into their mind and want to start thinking about it. And this is where I would stop them and say, look, as soon as you go into your mind, oftentimes also a heaviness comes to it because a lot of times we think about stuff that we have learned, that someone told us, you know, that was projected on us or it's expected from us. And then we give this answer instead of the first truth. And uh, by asking questions. So I would ask people, what do you know here if you trusted yourself? What is the first thing that came up for you? What do you know here if you've trusted yourself? Ooh, that's a good one. Regular listeners to the show know at the midpoint of the show, we're going to remind you of that question. What do you know here if you trusted yourself? I, I love intuition and, and I'm, I'm so curious because as experts, women experts who, who teach this stuff. I, I joke, sometimes we teach what we most need to know. Have you ever had one of those moments where you didn't trust your intuition and then later it came back to go, Err. and this is what I, sure, of course, we have these moments where we say, oh, 
I would have known that, you know, oh, this was the thing. But when, then we override it with all the, the other stuff, what's going on in our mind, you know. And, but it's so cool also to have these moments uh, where we uh, go with whatever comes after our first intuition, because then looking back, it's like, oh, this is intuition. This is what we are talking about. And then you can use this and say, okay, would you be willing to be so present to catch yourself where you would have your knowing, where the intuition comes up, and then you would go further and then you can stop and say, uh-uh, no. If I, uh, I work a lot with, we call it the five elements of intimacy that are honor, trust, a vulnerability, gratitude, and allowance. And if you practice to be with these five elements, it's really looking at, if I honor myself here right now, what would I choose, you know? If I trust myself here now, what would I choose? Oftentimes we choose this, you know, what we pick up our partner would like, to, would like you to choose or your parents would like you to choose or your friends would like you to choose. And then it's really having the courage to say, what is it I truly desire? What is it that I would like as my life or as my business or for this situation? So um, there are so many things. Um, I have a lot of tools I could, you know, talk <laughs> forever. Uh, and I want to give you a little bit in this show where you can play uh, with yourself to see where could you choose something different. And it's all about choice. You know, there's no wrongness, even if you would not go with your intuition, but you can ask yourself, okay, if I don't make it wrong, what else could I choose here? Doris, I love where you're going there because a lot of times on the show, we talk about questions, but you have a really powerful piece there that, that we don't often highlight, which is this piece of the energy you put around the questions. And your word choice there was play with yourself, play with the way you think, the way you feel, the way the, the intuition comes in. And I think that this is a skill everybody has, but not everybody kind of tells that story before you get to the question. And I know I'm being featured on the cover of Woman Entrepreneur uh, Magazine.co. Part of that comes from our innate skills as women. And I know you've overcome some challenges in your, your life. And yet we often think it's got to be about data and numbers and, and how to overcome. But yet your story is one of how you used these questions and your your business combined with your playful mindset to grow your company. Yes, totally. And thank you for that. It's, um, it's using to your past to your advantage, you know? Yes, we all have our stories. And uh, we don't need to be broken by our stories. We can really uh, grow with them. And with the tools that, uh, that I have available, I'm so grateful for knowing I can be in question. I can ask myself, I, I can trust myself that I know here. And the simplest tool to know is uh, light and heavy. If something is really light in your world, you know, someone tells you something and it lightens you up, then it's like, oh yeah, there's a truth for me in it. But if someone tells you something or you read something and it's really heavy, then it's not true for you. But no one told us, you know, you have your own 
navigation system with you all the time? And would you be willing to be that present and, and whatever conversation is going on or email you get or situation is there, would you be willing to ask, is that creating lightness in my world or heaviness? And, and is, it, is it at all relevant to me? Because we are so, we are so aware of, you know, whatever is going on. Do you notice situations where you are totally happy? Your day is so cool. You drive with your car, you sing a song, and you, then you come into a room full of people and suddenly you're upset, you're cranky, you're somehow weird and you're like, what's going on? And you think it's you and something has changed instead of acknowledging, no, you are aware of the people in here that might be cranky, that had a different day before, that you just need, you need the other energies that has nothing to do with you. And when we uh, use all of this and empower each other and ourselves um, to, to use our navigation systems that we have with us the whole time, then it gets so much easier. And uh, then I can see where, you know, I have not had the tools when I was younger. So I did my best to deal with the situation that was there. And now I can choose something different. Now I can handle it different. Doris, as I was preparing for the show, I was looking at your, your course speaking topics and you have a couple of them you just, just highlighted in there. This idea of embodiment gives you a voice are you using it um, and the other one separate talk but i think is also related and a powerful thing for for us to think about is silence opens possibilities and that example you talked about i i often use the double entendre of light l-i-g-h-t or l-i-t-e you know do i feel light as in the light that's coming in or or light or heavy as in, as in weight. And that, I, I think of that question as, as an embodiment thing. How does it feel within my body? And then once I tap into that, am I actually using it for business and personal decisions? So I, I'm really grateful to know that you're out there talking about that. And then of course, all of this does require a certain amount of, of calm and quiet to take that extra second to feel light or light, light or heavy. And you know, from we have not learned to um, be comfortable with silence. You know, when we meet a friend for coffee and a silence is coming up, we think something's wrong. Maybe, maybe we, we don't have to say uh, nothing to the other person. You know, is something wrong with our friendship or with our relationship? Instead of just being with each other, having this space, you know, just having this moment of like, we all seek for this where we feel comfortable, where there is an energy of feeling and comfortable, you know? And on the other side, it's like every moment where people so learn to put music on it or television on it, and it's not wrong. I love music and I love watching movies with my kids. I have a mother is, <laughs> is watching a lot of movies and I don't have a point of view there. And at the same time, um, you know, where we have this ongoing sound going, um, happening, and we fill ourselves with all of this. And uh, we have not the possibility that our creativity, that our creation capacities can show up. And they show up most easily from silence. Because when you, when you look at it, a lot of people have great ideas when they are in nature or when they are in the shower, 
or when they do things where there is space opening up, then it's kind of <laughs> so um, this is the invitation here. How, how much would you be willing to see, like to have silence as a gift and to practice that you can be comfortable with silence? Oh, Doris, you just gave me the best gift and we are going to take you up on your invitation because I have been playing with this conceptually on the show. How, I mean, in a world of bigger, better, faster, more loud music, whatever, how can I have a show based on silence? And we're going to take a short break and I'm going to have the production team put an extra about 30 seconds of silence into the show, but we don't want you to go away because we're going to be back. But as you know, we're going to remind you of that question to take into the silence, which is, what do you know here if you trusted yourself? Enjoy this 30 seconds of silence. We'll be right back with more from Doris Schackenhofer. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. You're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and I just want to invite you to just take a deep breath in and a breath out. Thank you, Doris, for indulging us and inviting us into that moment of stillness, of quiet, and I hope our listeners are inspired by that, and who knows, that may show up in another show again soon. Um, as we were talking about the show, there was two concepts that I love that you're working on, and this is the idea of interesting and rebellion, which is kind of what you and I just did there. We did an interesting thing that was rebellious to the rest of the world, and we do live in a world, I think especially as women, where there's, there's rules. So I, I just, you know, I want to open up the, up the thoughts where what you doing on this idea of, of rebellion and how can we use it strategically as women in business? Yeah. So where it came up was I had a conversation uh, with the people I work with. Um, you know, I work with the tools of joy of business when it comes to business. And it's, and it's so funny because these two words don't go together for a lot of people. It's like what joy and business isn't joy something for private time. And it's the invitation of, um, uh, like really do what you love and create a life that is joyful for you. So, and when we talked about uh, uh, me for you in my life, uh, this word came up because a lot of people told me when I was a teenager that I, I'm so rebellious. And, but it came from an, a wrongness, you know? And then when you have this perspective of every wrongness is your strongness, is actually your strongness, so I looked at it and was like, okay, a lot of people put on me 
that rebellious is wrong, but what if it's a strongness of mine? And it is, if I look at my whole life, being a rebellion brought me really far. <laughs> and when I, uh, when I look at what, from my, you know, from my viewpoint, it, it's more, you, I was not the girl that you, I would be rebellious in school if they would tell me something or be with other kids in my class and they would be mean or unkind or rude. You, like with me, you would have, have not the, the easiest time. I would stand up, I would like say, you know what? This is not working. Uh, this is not functioning for me. This is not a way how we be together. And of course, back then when you're 15, 16, 17, it takes courage. And also, you know, uh, there are amazing teachers out there, but there are also teachers out there that want to control you, that are so unkind the whole time, that want to uh, put teenagers down. And I would not let them. They really had a hard time with me. And um, I see it as a gift right now. I know it was not easy for everyone, but this is where uh, I also, in a way, trusted myself and had my own back. There was something in it of fighting that I looked um, at it from my life in the last years. Where do I fight against something instead of really, um, you know, fighting for what's true for me? There's a difference to it. I grew up with really fighting a lot to have my place, to like, you know, to, to, to have my rightness in a way as well. But this is where we are trapped. This is where, where we are not functioning from possibilities. There is more also a proof to it and opening up to, oh, okay, re being a rebellion is such a big strongness. And if I would not fight it, I couldn't use it to my advantage. And this is the story to it where the word came up. And where I want to tell people, you are not wrong when you're rebellious. And what's the strongness here that you have not acknowledged so far? I love this because here's another example on the Everyday Mindfulness Show that we are more alike as the human family than we are different. And I guarantee you there's somebody listening to the show right now that's had something that didn't fit in the box mm. that was their unique strength. And maybe that got squelched somewhere along the way by, for whatever reason. And now is the time to pull that out of the box and be willing to say this in my body makes me lighter. It makes me happier. It makes me joy filled and explore how you can bring the skill to a business or create your own business around it. Maybe it's a volunteer thing, a partnership. So many new endeavors are being created today because somebody stepped up and said, I have a gift and I want to do it in a different way. And um, we, you know, we see Uber, we see Tesla, we're seeing all kinds of different companies. Just today, actually, I was looking at the news and there's a little boy and he's created a little, a little box thing and it hooks on the back of the, the child seats because unfortunately, at least here in the U.S., so many kids are getting hot car syndrome. And this, if they push on it, it alerts the, the, the parent and turns on a fan that solves, solves a problem. Now, somebody could say to that boy, oh my gosh, you're just being a little troublemaker or let him be the creative 
yeah. interesting, rebellious child who becomes the inventor of the future and literally saves lives. And you know what? It only takes one person to change the world. It's really this, like this little boy, like everyone can be, a, you know, a change, a possibility. And um, I had kids in a school where they, uh, they got told a story and then one boy stood up and said, so it means it takes one person to create change on this planet. And it's just a, a straight yes, it does. It does. It's, it, it's always one person that doesn't go with, you know, with everyone. It's like the one person that stands up and says, I know something different here. And even if you don't say it, if you know it, then you can be it. It's the difference that you be. Not always like I need to shout out loud and I need to have the biggest voice. It's the difference that you be. And if you allow, would you allow yourself to acknowledge that you are being a difference to everyone else and you know something different that no one else knows, this is not cognitive. This is nothing where you need to prove or speak and speak and speak. It's like this silence. And you could ask a question. So what difference are you being that you have not acknowledged? that if you would acknowledge it, it would change something in your world. And you can ask this question ongoing. And asking questions is not to have a cognitive answer. Asking question is opening doors that, that, that uh, brings you to possibilities you would have not been, you could not access if you would not ask questions, you know? We are so trained to figure out things and to think about that we totally miss out to ask what else is possible here? What else could I acknowledge here? What else could I be here? Oh, oh, Doris, I just interviewed an, another guest, um, Jane, um, and she and I were exploring this idea of anger that, you know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes in our world, this thing called anger comes up and, and how can we use that anger to create answers and action? And that, you know, using that, that, as a catalyst for personal change uh, that changes the world and makes the world a better place is so what our world needs right now. Totally. totally. So how can we help you? I know you're expanding your business. How can we help you? So I would love that you uh, visit my webpage and I have a lot of uh, articles and radio shows where you just can listen through. And thank you for this uh, conversation. I, I love it. It's so beautiful to have different people to talk uh, with uh, and share uh, tools to make people's life easier. That's all about, you know, being a facilitator is making other people's life easier. Um, yeah. And I'm doing workshops. If you want to look, I, uh, you can book me for, uh, speeches and for workshops for your company for anything you're interested in I do online stuff and uh, travel the world with my workshops so there are many many possibilities and for me it's all about joy of creation being you no matter what <laughs> and having your voice if it is with your voice out loud or with acknowledging that you are being a difference that you having a voice and the voice also comes from silence it's coming from acknowledging who you be um, and this is the invitation 
So Doris, you have one of those last names that's really cool and sometimes hard to spell. So just to make sure that our listeners can get to you, would you mind spelling your, your website so I make sure that people get to the right place? So, okay, this will be my, my thing of spelling it in English, but I would say it's www.dorisshachachoffer.com. <laughs> Perfect. We're going to go ahead and we're going to make sure we put that in the show notes. So if you're driving, you're listening, you're doing something else, uh, be sure to check out the show notes. We're going to have a link to Doris's work. Doris, I really, truly hope this is the first of many interviews that you will be willing to come back and we can explore in more depth this idea of vulnerability and women in leadership. I love that. Thank you. So absolutely. There's just so much that, that we, we can talk about. From your friends in the U.S. all the way across the pond, congratulations on your feature on womenentrepreneur.co. I know that you're a great role model for so many women out there. Any last-minute words of wisdom or advice before we let you get back to your busy day? I would really like to invite you to ask a question, what do I truly desire? Because I get a lot of people have never been asked this question. It's really about you. One, one time in your life, it's all about you. Ask the question, what do you truly desire in your life? And see what shows up. We're going to have another show coming up soon on the power of journaling. That, you know, there's letting this stuff bake in your brain, but then there's also this power in writing it down. And I think that's just so perfect because we close every show with a line mindful matters and so do you. So remember, whatever your heart desires, mindful matters and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.